The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. So my guest today is Victoria Short. Who's Victoria Short? She is a mum, a wife. She's been an electoral agent for both Murray McCulley and Erica Stanford up in the East Coast Bays region. Uh, she's been a lifelong resident of East Coast Bays. She's the local board member for the Hibiscus and Bays local board. Uh, she's currently there until 2025. She's been part of the board since 2019. And last term, I guess, was the deputy chair for the East Coast Base mm-hmm. area. Uh, she's a volunteer trustee for Life Education. Love their work. So she um, was the North Shore and Pacifica community rep in the COVID-19 response journey that we had a couple of years back. Uh, member of the Institute of Directors. She's an active volunteer with many of our amazing, wonderful co- co- community organisations. And she hails from the Pacific Island of Kiribati. And... She was also a part of, and this maybe might be her biggest claim to fame, she was part of the Long Bay College Junior Girls Soccer Team, which won the North Harbour Championships. Yes, we did. <laughs> there you go, yeah. So, so uh, reason everybody said to me, don't ever interview a politician, which yeah. I find a little bit on the nose, because people actually forget that, one, you've got a sense of humour, yeah. two, you're human, mm-hmm. and three, you're actually trying to do something there for other people as well. So that's the reason why I've got Victoria on. So... You're probably way too young, actually. I did the maths on this. This is heartbreaking. <laughs> so Victoria was three when Speed came out in 1994. Oh um, I'm hoping you've seen the movie with Keanu Reeves, if you haven't, or the world's oh. most best police movie of all time. Uh, anyway, so Speed Round, Pop Quiz, Hot Shot. These are just random questions. Right, here we go. Ready? Got it. Ready. Favourite TV show? Oh, at the moment, Game of Thrones. There you go. Right. Mm. Uh, haven't seen a single episode. Last book read? The Sex Life of Life of Cannibals. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> no, I just yeah. let your imagination float with that. Right. Do you collect anything? Uh, I no. Uh, what do I collect? Uh, no. There you I, go. I'm a hoarder. There yeah. you go. That's cool. All right. <laughs> the last time you cried was what? Oh, it was um, the realization that my four-year-old is turning five. Boom. Yeah. Yep. That's and that's quite common for mum. Yeah. Yep. Were you outside the school gate? Uh, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I have to say, I see that quite a bit as a police officer. Yeah. Actually, go over and say, "You okay? It's all right. Yeah. They're going to make it." Yeah. Desert Island. You've got one album only for the next year. What's your favorite album that you're going to listen to? Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Um. I, can't actually think of. I'm going to say name. it's either rumours. Rumours. There you go. Yeah, right. yeah, that's it. Spot the guy working yeah. in the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Pet peeve or something that really grinds your gears is what? Just grunting. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yep. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? Holy snap! Uh, the most famous person I've ever met. Oh. And it's all relative. It's all yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess within New Zealand, uh, it was. Uh, Bo Runger, um, Shafu, all of them. There you go. Yeah. Yep. yep. There's nothing wrong with those. Is no, that? All right. No. So if you could be on any reality TV show, which one, <laughs> and why? 
I'm going to be real trashy and say Jersey Shore. Oh, my Lord. And that is trashy. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. That's all good. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, when you're at school, what did you want to be when you were there? Because, like, nobody that I know, and, yeah, okay, I'm a few years older than you, and even now when I talk to kids, mm. you know, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be this. I want to be that. Nobody ever says, I want to be a local body politician or I want to be a politician. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what, what did you want to be when you were at school? I honestly had zero clue as to what I wanted to be. Um, I'm going to be quite frank and open here. Uh, at school, I wasn't the best of students. Yep. I, I was there for sports and lunch. That was pretty um, much me too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I had zero um, want to be anything, to be honest. I couldn't make my mind up. Yeah, yeah. It's a big decision. Yeah, it is. Yeah, And I think lots of kids, especially today, and you'll know as well, mm. uh, they've got so many cool subjects going on oh, at school. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I mean, we had like two languages, and if you didn't learn either of those, you weren't learning anything, so it's a bit like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. What sparked your interest in politics then? Because again, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that lots of people play good gum service to like oh yeah if I was go- I'd do this and I'd do that and it's like well uh, yeah how do I put this nicely I don't see you doing anything yeah, um, yeah. so what sparked your interest uh, so like you mentioned at the beginning um, I worked for our local MPs in the East Coast Bays and that does involve quite a bit of community work yeah um, so that kind of sparked my interest in kind of going into local body politics and in fact my husband was the one who was saying you should give it a go you'd be quite good at this um, so I did. It was also just the fact, uh, growing up, I was basically raised by all the other parents in the East Coast <laughs> Um So it's quite a fun space to be in because now I'm working alongside a lot of those parents um, who used to drive me everywhere, feed me dinners. Nice. Um, so it's quite um, full circle, if yeah. anything. So that's what really kind of drove me into this role. Yeah. That's all good. Now, most people, yeah. when you start talking like local <laughs> politics, right? Yep. They glaze their eyes. Let's, look, let's be honest. Their eyes glaze over. Oh, hundred percent. They lose the will to live. Yep. Uh, we start to get Charlie Brown's voice, Mum's voice, going wah 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 wah. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. Why is it so important that we actually do play an active role in local politics? And I'm not just saying you mm-hmm. or me, but all of us. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's super important because some of the decisions we make. Um, affect you immediately. Uh, So, for instance, bus changes, that's a huge hot topic at the moment. Um, Changes to your parks, changes to some of the facilities that you use every day, like your libraries and the service centres, you know, where you, you know, register your dog and everything. So the decisions we make don't impact you, say, for central government in years to come. It actually impacts you straight away. And usually when that change happens, a lot of residents then go... Why didn't we know about yeah, this? Yeah. It's like, well, we have yeah. publicised this. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. in the paper, yeah. and there was a newsletter and a pamphlet, yeah. and it's on the yeah. So it's crucial, like, if anything, that people kind of get more involved in local body politics. It's the yeah. services you use. Yeah. Now, my favourite politician, a man called who was a representative John Lewis, mm. uh, said the vote is precious. He was a civil rights campaigner as well. He's actually the man who stood alongside Martin Luther King as they went across the bridge in Selma. Yeah. Uh, he said, the vote is precious. It's almost sacred. It is the most powerful non-violence tool we have in a democratic society, and we have to use it, right? Yeah. Do you worry sometimes about the apathy of people when it comes to voting, especially in local body elections? Like I've heard everything from, oh, why would you bother, mm-hmm. to, oh, well, you know, there's just no point. Really? There's no point in voting? Okay, cool, yeah, I get that. Um... How do, how do we make that better for everybody? How do we get rid of that apathy and that voting thing? Because 
is it do we make voting easier um do we um say to people hey look like some people have done and i'm mm. not fully sure i agree <laughs> with it the old if you do this we'll do this for oh, you yeah. um yeah how, how, how do we get rid of the apathy in local body politics i mean that's the million dollar question i mean we're still trying to figure that out ourselves yeah. um so i think last election we had the lowest voter turnout um yeah. date and and it's really really sad if anything um it's it's really hard i mean our voting system with local government doesn't help so no. it is the poster vote yeah um and most people who really checks their mailbox yeah um and if anything i think we use a po box now because you just don't trust your mailbox no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. but it is it's I, some of the discussions that are going around is lowering the voting age uh, to yeah. 16 um, the others is actually changing the way we vote and uh, with some elected members around Auckland they're really doing a push uh, towards electronic voting uh, which would potentially make it easier but again that comes with risks so it's it's a really difficult one and I guess it's also a lot of people are disenfranchised with Auckland mm-hmm. Council mm-hmm. Um, so they're just you know I get that a lot as well you don't even listen to us so why would I even bother voting for yeah. you um, then you're like <laughs> okay yeah um, so you try your hardest to convince them but at the end of the day it, it is a really hard question to answer yeah. um, and I mean everyone's you know what they're incentivized with is different right so yeah. and what their motivations are to vote so, I mean, if you can come up with some answers, right? Yeah, well, it's like I always say to people, look, there are people who live in the world who don't actually have this right. Make 100%. sure you use it. So oh, it's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, definitely. And please yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. yeah. Now, campaigning's become an integral part of running for any type of office, right? Whether it's the school board of trustees, mm-hmm. uh, okay, whether you're a local committee or something yeah. else like that, um, all the way, right the way to sort of the upper echelons of parliament, so people have got roughly some idea of um, how hard you had to campaign. How many hours, roughly, do you think you spent in the last election campaigning? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I was sleep-deprived, yeah. um, that's for sure. I, God, it was almost every night. Yeah. Um, we would be driving out with the girls in the back, fixing signs, oh, gosh, putting up signs, putting stickers on. It was... It was oh, almost every night I can't even tell you how many hours yeah but it was very draining we'd be getting home between 10 30 11 o'clock at night yeah. trying to fix things yeah yeah and I think sometimes um and we'll talk a little bit this about this uh, we will um some people are really really horrible when you're campaigning as well oh, we're yeah. just yeah, yeah. so so one of the biggest complaints about politics is that it's all becoming about personal politics right rather than issues that matter or um, we'll start talking about politics and all I can actually do is tell you what you're doing wrong. I actually, I'm not going to come up with any alternatives. I'll just tell <laughs> yeah. you how bad you are at yeah. your job and then sort of kind of move on, right? Yeah. What's some of the worst personal attacks that you've had to endure? I've seen some graffiti up on your billboards previously and a few, yeah. how, how do I put it nicely, words that probably I wouldn't use in front of my mother. No. Yeah. no. Or yours for that matter. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What's some of the worst attacks you've had to face? Um, I wouldn't call them attacks. Um, I mean, there are times where you just have to smile and shrug and go, eh, that makes you happy. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I've had to deal with is, um, would I call it predatory behavior? I'm yep. not sure. Yeah. Um, but I get phone calls at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. with heavy breathing. Right. Um, I get uh, messages, mess- <laughs> you know, either sent to me via text or through, through Facebook with yep. really 
inappropriate yeah. stuff. Um, and I get pictures sent. Um, so I think that is really difficult. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but you will get that, obviously, because you're in a public yeah. space. But yeah. I guess people also forget, hey, I'm, I live down the road from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, there's been moments where I've actually had to block people continuously. Um, but it is. It's the drunk phone calls, the really horrible messages you get of yeah. that certain nature. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is... It is. It isn't nice. But, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can. I. I bet. I mean, I'm, I'm a police officer, so I get it yeah, on the occasion yeah. as well. But yeah. Okay. No. It's. It's. Yeah. It's yeah. not nice. Do you worry that possibly we are headed down the same road as a country? And again, this is just Victoria's opinion. <laughs> it's not her local board official stance. Do you worry about the fact that we're headed in this country down the who did you vote for path like some of the other countries in the world where like I've just come back from North America uh, mm. or Canada specifically so not Canadians they're still pretty good about it but there are some um, countries below them shall we say where possibly the second or third thing out of somebody's mouth is are you a Republican or a Democrat and the second you say oh well I don't know well, on this the, oh, that conversation is gone Yeah. Um, do you think that we're losing we're, gain, we're beginning to become like that and we're also losing the ability to actually work towards a common good because of it. Yeah, yeah. And I see that every day. And, I mean, even through my work, I'll have people approach me and they're like, oh, you're right-leaning. Oh, you're left-leaning. And it's yeah. like, I actually have never declared my stance on anything. Yeah. Um, what side I stand on. In fact, with this role, you have to remain politically neutral because you have to be able to work with whoever's in government. Yeah. Um, but the community, yeah, there are pockets where um, they are really leaning towards that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether it's just coming out of COVID and everyone being at home and you're kind of isolated from everyone else yeah. that, you know, the reality of what the world is really like has kind of gone out the window. So yeah. um, there, there are pockets of that, unfortunately, and I do see it regularly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard to say whether the rest of our electorate or our local board area are kind of heading towards that. But, yeah, there are yeah. small pockets, yeah. unfortunately. So how do you handle it when you get down or abused? I mean, everybody's got, like, I've spoken to athletes and public speakers and mm. everything else, and we've all got our own sort of mental resets or uh, actually you know what uh, I'm just going to wind up the car windows go for a drive for 15 minutes and crank Metallica as oh, loud as yeah. I can right so what's your mental reset when you uh, either feeling a bit low because you will feel like you're human oh, yeah. uh, or you get um, some abuse and just think uh, uh, look, let's be honest as a as a politician as a police officer there are sometimes you've just basically got to nod and smile and oh, that's yeah. about it yeah. Your teeth. yeah so what do you do to reset yourself and get, get on with it yeah so um i'm quite lucky my husband is a real massive supporter of me i mean he has yeah. to be right yeah um but he if i get something i do talk to him straight away and yeah. he's like, oh you know he's like oh, don't worry about it and he yeah. you know and we sometimes do kind of dissect it especially if it's quite if it has really extremely affected me um, and quite honestly, the other thing I do is I have a good old cry. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Good old cry. And yeah. sometimes you kind of just need to have a good old cry. And I'll have my cry and then kind of move on. But yeah. um, I actually wind down the windows and listen to Notorious B.I.G. regularly. Nice. So uh, Juicy is is the, <laughs> the go-to track. Um, so I listen to that 
before I actually get into the council chambers as well to kind of amp me up. There you go, uh, yeah. And then on the way out. So, um, no, it's nothing quite like Notorious B.I.G. to kind of get you going. Uh, hey, that's all good. Um, yep. But no, my husband, I'm very lucky to have him and he does support me in such a huge way. And I do have a very tight-knit group of friends yeah. um, who also just support me in so many ways that... Yeah. yeah, I'm forever thankful for them. But, and yeah. those are the types of friends like I've got, the ones that don't care if Victoria's turned, just turned up in a hoodie and a pair of trackies and is wearing like bright white Crocs and oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Ah, here I am, kids. Yep. My pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, all go right. So yeah. um, you are hugely active in the local area. You're volunteering, you're doing meetings, you're doing appearances, um, you're doing parades and all that mm. type of stuff for people meet a guest or something they'll be like hey I've got just the person for this yeah, yeah. Uh, so how do you switch off from it all like the phones and the emails and the calls and everything else I know um, one of your things is that you always like to try and be contactable for people yeah um, which I, I am the same but everybody needs a bit of time to switch off so how do you switch off what do you do is it a long walk down the beach with your husband mm. um, is it going out for dinner with friends and turning the phone off for an hour yeah, yep. yeah. So um, both of those. So I actually have started doing yoga. Hey. Uh, yeah. Nice. Oh my god, life changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I <laughs> really enjoy that at the moment. And um, my two girls uh, join in with me as well. So that's always quite hilarious when we're trying to do the downward dog and we're just yeah making yep. a massive mess of it. Yeah. Um, but the other is actually yeah I hang out with my little group of friends and they come over almost every week. Nice. And we do get together and and. I'm not going to say drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, drink the problems away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do. I also make an active effort to not contact staff after five o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, it's not fair on them for us to be contacting them all through the night when we have constituents contacting us at 10 30 yeah. <laughs> um, at night over issues. So um, I proactively make sure that, you know, if I'm getting contacted, that that can actually wait in the morning. So my. You know, our local board staff can also have a chance to reset yep. um, because it is heavy. Some of the issues you deal with are heavy um, and time-consuming, and you want them to be able to reset so they can also give you the best that they can give you. But, um, yeah, so I try and switch off after five. Um, but every now and then, like with the cyclones and the flooding, that was more than after five o'clock, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just have to weigh it up and see whether that can actually wait and you can do things with your family or... It's a real now issue, and you have to deal to it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm imagining, and just tell me if I'm right, with the sort of scope, you'd get mm -hmm. everything from, uh, I've got no water coming into my house, what the hell's going on? Yep. All the way down to sort of something like, my beach is polluted, I can't go for a swim? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Every, I thought. Everything and anything. Um, and, and it's also, I guess some people also get confused as to what our role is, so they'll come to you with issues for work and income and you're like oh I'm really sorry like yeah. that's not my space so you know you kind of divert them and even then those are real high yeah um, intense issues yeah although that said I have seen pictures of you sandbagging mm. and with a shovel in your hand so if you do need somebody to come to <laughs> oh, yes. I'm teasing oh, yeah no, no I'm teasing yeah, don't yeah. don't ring Victoria please it was just a joke <laughs> yeah. all right yeah that was all it was right so do you think some some people sometimes forget how funding and allocation of funding works with regards to local boards. Um, simply, let, let's be honest, there is not enough money for everything and everybody that we'd love to do. Um, you know. But do you think that sometimes people just forget 
that you guys have got a guys and girls have got a mm. budget to work within, and you have to make that work as far as as best as you can. Yeah, you stretch your dollar. Yeah. Um, so we have a very small amount of funding for local boards that are allocated yeah. towards us. Um, some stuff are regionally funded, but that is really hard to get. Yeah. Um, so we do have to prioritise what our community wants are um, and what are the needs so it's really difficult because some things are genuinely a real nice to have um, and others we're like actually we just cannot afford to ignore this project any longer we have to get cracking with it Um, and then there are also some other community needs that are more around a social element right so uh, support for our youth and um, our elderly because we do have a high ageing demographic here in the east coast bays and up in the hibiscus coast so it's just making sure that some of those needs are met and that you're balancing your budget in the right way so everyone kind of gets their fair share. But I'm telling you now, it is looking pretty darn grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the current climate and everything else as yeah. well. It's, yeah. Bit of a clean out, yeah. I get it. Now, uh, here's one especially for you, Wayne Toa. Um, hostility, sexism, because you're a woman, have you ever faced it? at sort of, I'm not going to say local board level, but just in general. Um, I have a, a really cool story of a friend of mine who is very high up in a firm and mm. she was chairing a meeting and she walked in and there was a couple of guys there already and they were like, oh, great. Um, They didn't know who she was and said, oh, can I have a black coffee? Can I have a white coffee? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I'd do that for you guys, but um, I'm actually chairing the meeting, so could you grab me something? And they were like... Straight down, yeah, but yeah. do you ever face that because people sort of see you and go, "Oh, who's this?" Yeah, yeah, and my age was yeah. a real big thing. Yeah. Um, so last term when I first got onto the board, I was twenty-eight. Yeah, um, and I was in a leadership role, and I remember one of our very first community. Um, forums that we hosted at one of the libraries I'm not going to say where yeah yeah um and uh, I started responding to one of the constituents and then they kind of looked at me and went who are you (laughs) and I said I'm Victoria and he goes what's your role tell me what do you do and I was like well I'm the deputy chair and he was like Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so yeah. at that point, yeah, there, there have been times where people kind of just look at you and really judge you face, based on my it was my age and yeah. the fact that I was a woman. But yeah. uh, when you kind of get in there and get a bit, you know, dirty with it, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's not so bad. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, don't judge. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, know me before you judge me. Now, yeah. often like a body, uh, in fact, all politics, let's be honest, is coming into stewardship that you've never been on, um, yeah. in some cases. You've got no idea what's in the galley or yeah. in the rigging, right? Um, how difficult is it to correct, like, and let's be honest, every single political party or political body or something else will neglect something. So very often you're coming in and you're dealing with years of neglect mm-hmm. about a certain issue. How do you come to terms with that as what you've inherited as a new politician? I am betting that when you got onto the local board for the first time, you went, Yowzers, because you were looking at some stuff and went, yeah. How's this been allowed to happen? But how do you deal with that? Because it would be quite easy to stand there and go, and we've seen it in the past where people have gone into politics, they're bright-eyed, they're bushy-tailed. Yeah. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then within so sort of eight months, it's like it's horrible. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I can't do anything. How yeah. do you deal with that? Uh, 
I guess it's, uh, I, I always like to look at everything with a positive lens, and I think it probably annoys people, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, when I got in there, I had all these aspirations, and I was just like, oh, we're going to do this, we're yeah. going to do this. And then, you know, we went into COVID, and the budgets were just completely slashed, and it was just, huh, horrible. Um, but the one thing, I guess, uh, there are ways around things, and I think people forget that, especially when you're an elected member. You're just—it is very easy to be like, oh, "I can't yeah. do this. I'm not going to. I can't be bothered," kind yeah. of thing. Um, but there are always ways around things, and you know, if you're working with the right people, it can get done. Um, it's hmm, that's a really hard question <laughs> yeah. to also kind of like yeah. answer off the top of my head, but. No, it's there are issues within council, and yeah. um, we do look at it. And we're like, oh gosh, if only you dealt with it then. But you know, when you're in that position, you're like, well, let's just deal with it. Let's get all these projects that have been sitting here waiting to be done. Let's get them done while we still have a bit yeah. of budget to do so. Um, and it's just changing the way you look at things and changing the way that you would regularly do things. So um, that is quite hard for some members who have been around for a long time. Yeah. Is change. Um, and I completely understand that. Uh, but, you know, when you do have new members, like, give them the opportunity or you have community members to actually say, actually, why don't we try it this way and give it a go? And 99% of the time, it's right and it works. Yeah, so, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I know lots of people do uh, hindsight to death. Um, oh, yeah. for, for Auckland, it's um, stuff like the Harbour Crossing. Why didn't we do that when we built the other one? I'm like, because that was yeah. like, you know, almost 80 <laughs> yeah. years ago. That's why they didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, that type of stuff. So, yeah, I get it. Um, so, many times local board members, only seen in the press, and I'm going to use one of your buzzwords. You've given me a new catchphrase here, too, as well, as reactionary justification mm. for something that has gone wrong or broken, uh, which we both know sometimes you might not even know about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or as an act of God for one. One of better words, right? Mm-hmm. No board or politician or whoever it is, police officer, whatever, can stay across everything. But how does the local board prioritise its information um, when you were the deputy chair? How did you prioritise your information? Because, like, like you've said, you know, you get everything from phone calls from yeah. uh, my water's not working to yeah. uh, what are we doing for the next America's Cup? Are we hosting that or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So that's really hard. And there are topics that, uh, um, as members, that you will know are real hot topics within your community. Um, So we already kind of know there's three things that uh, trigger (laughs) residents. um, And that is dogs, trees, footpaths, slash roads. Um, And those topics, every single time. So if something goes wrong, oh my goodness, you will hear about it. Um, And so it's... What we do is if we if there is a change going to happen, or for instance, up in Ōrewa, the Ōrewa Seawall, yep. um, we always try to make sure that you know we get the communications out there. We put it all over social media. We try and get it into the local news pe- newsletter so people are aware of the reason why we're doing something. Um, and we try to bring them along on the journey. Um, and obviously, you, you will miss a few people, and at the end of it, they'll be like, why weren't we yeah. consulted on? Um, but it is, it is, it's just... We know that there are some particularly hot topics that people get rucked up on. So yep. we try and, you know, get there before they, they do and just be like, so this is what we're doing. Um, this is the reason why we're doing it. And, um, you know, feel free to get in touch if you have any other queries. So, yeah, it's, yeah, those are hard to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so local politics can often have a huge say in how a community operates, right? 
right now mm-hmm. uh, or in the future. All right. Do you find it really disappointing that most people are just really apathetic about not just local politics, but local matters, full stop, let's be honest. Um, there's low numbers. Yep. Um, you guys will ask for submissions, and I'm betting now, because I've done this uh, for the police as well, that you could probably count some submissions in, dare I say, double figures almost, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yep, yeah. right, yep. Uh, until it starts happening, and then they show an interest, uh, like they've had their tail sort of lit on fire but albeit it's too late because all the decision making process has gone on um what do we do about that but yeah yeah. that's really hard we call it consultation fatigue yeah um and i mean we just had the annual budget consultation i think from the hibiscus and bays area alone we just had over two thousand um uh pieces of feedback given to us yeah so our area is a hundred and ten, twenty thousand people alone. Yeah. So. Um. So that's that is a fraction yeah. of not even a fraction. No. Yeah. Um. Of people actually giving us feedback, and that is really low numbers, especially for the decisions we're making and the budget cuts that are about to happen. Yeah. Um. And like you said, it's not only it's it's until something happens that they start coming to us, and yeah. that's why I was just saying, you know. We only hear from people when it's affected their day-to-day. And yep. why local government is so important because the decisions we do make affect you on a day-to-day now basis. Yep. Um, so it's it's really hard to kind of get them incentivized to actually take part in the budget consultations. I mean, we go out and we stand in the community ourselves, yep. board members, and ask for feedback. Um, but I guess there are probably other ways that we could try um, but it is really hard. We've tried everything from webinars, hijacking community events. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been online, pushing it through social media. Yeah. Um, but if people, if they're not interested, they're not interested. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think a part of it as well is the way we write the budget. Sorry, Auckland Council. Um, and that it could be uh, easier to read. Yeah. Um, because some questions are quite trivial. So, yeah, it's... There are ways I think Auckland Council could change in how we do it, um, but then it's also like how do we activate our community to really take part? Yeah. So that's hard. What's been your proudest member as a local board politician? My proudest moment? Yeah, the one that you've got past the goalie and gone, yes. Oh, gosh. There's, there's been quite a few. Yeah. Um, the one that you can just remember that sort of when I asked you then, you went, uh, that one's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah, no, my my one, like, woohoo yeah. moment is honestly, like, getting crossings. Um, and as much as some people really hate my raised crossings, yeah. <laughs> but for some of our residents, like, it's life-changing. Yeah. So the one down by Butte Road and Woodlands Crescent and mm-hmm. Browns Bay, yep. that was a huge, like, woohoo yep. moment. Um, oh my god, I've got so many. Can I, I can't just choose one. Oh, there you go, you can have three or four. It's <laughs> okay, all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Torbay Kindergarten, um, we finally managed to get a crossing for them after years and years and years and years and years of pushing. Yeah. Um, and then it's also just getting, you know, Oriwa Seawall funded and just getting money into our area yep. in general is a big woohoo yeah. moment. Um, one of actually, one of our my favorite moments was. Uh, when we managed to get uh, 100k for the Hibiscus Coast Youth Centre yep. for three years. So they had 300k, 100k each year uh, to help 
with that youth centre, that was a huge wahoo moment because that, that's unheard of in council world. Um, and actually after that, I had a couple of chairs come up to us and say, oh my God, how did you guys do that? Yeah. And we were just like, we we're just honest about the whole situation. And a lot of people, especially when you're in council, a lot of people kind of oversee North Shore yeah. um, and the needs that we have. So that was a big Yahoo moment as well. So, yeah. That's all good, right. Now, politics is often a brutal and somewhat nasty affair with snide remarks, mm. hidden agendas and mm. the such like, right. Do you think that transparency is a little bit better now than, say, and I know that you weren't there because uh, you're way too young, yeah. uh, right. <laughs> than, say, in the 1950s and 60s where you used to get sort of like these portly old men that would make snide comments and then just disappear. I read one last night about some English politician saying he's crossed the floor twice and both times he's left, <laughs> left a, a trail of slime behind him. Gosh, I was like, yeah, is it? But because we're sort of less formal, mm-hmm. uh, there's more social media about... 100%. Yeah, there's recording devices, yep. that type of stuff. Um, do you think it's uh, a lot more transparent than it used to be? In fact, probably... I don't know, maybe has it swung too far the other way because you might... Get, and I know that you get this anyway. Um, Sir Robert Muldoon used to get it when he used to live up at Hatfields Beach. People just sort of approaching him and sort of saying, oh, excuse me, can I have a word to you about something? Oh, gosh, yeah. 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 I, I, I do get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, it, I would say it's more transparent. And I think one of the things that I'm proudest of with our local board is opening up our workshops so the members of the public can actually attend yep. um, and that's huge because I mean we're discussing projects that some of these community groups are actually you know doing um, and so it, we've given them that opportunity to come in and listen to it but transparency is always a really really good thing um, sometimes things can't be discussed yep. um, in public and you know it, that's always just it's always going to happen. It's never going to meh. It's never going to always no. be, yeah. you know, public, you know, front facing and everything. But transparency, I think, is a good thing in government, um, especially local government. And it just, like I said, it gives our community a chance to see and hear, you know, who they voted in, the decisions that they're making, and why they're making it. Yeah. Um, because before that, no one knew what our board was doing. No. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to quote a line from Juvenile, because mm-hmm. I'm a classic student, right? Who watches the Watchmen, right? How many balances and checks do we have to make to ensure our local politicians are doing the best for us all, right? And if I made you the sort of how am I going to put this nicely? The grand poo bar of all sort of local body <laughs> politics for all of New Zealand. I'm sure there's actually an official title there. I just yeah. haven't thought of it. But <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Um, what would you do to keep some more of those balances and checks, sort of? Uh, keep you even more sort of honest, so to speak. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. So as members, we do sign a declaration of interest. Yeah. Um, and so it was a bit intense this term. I hadn't seen this from last term, which was, you know, you had to declare the trusts that you were a part of and yep. everything else. Um, that's really hard. Um, I do feel like, you know, members do declare... You know, if there there is a bit of an interest in yep. certain things, financial interest is uh, oh my god, it, it is a huge thing, um, and members do need to declare it and actually step away. Yeah, um, it's really hard. I, I guess at the end of the day, if we're going to make decisions on funding things and where it goes to and who it goes to, I mean, information is key. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you also need to ensure that you know the community group, you know these individuals, you know what they're doing and what their purpose is um, and how this will impact and benefit your community. Um, I mean, those are key things that as members you do kind of take in when you are making these decisions. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, it's I can't speak for all. No, of them. no, no, no. But, yeah, I hear. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it is, it is a tricky, it is yeah. a tricky thing. But it is, um, yeah, ensuring you know and yeah. ensuring that the accountability after the fact comes back, and it is all legit yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So we've got great staff who actually help us in yeah. that space as well. So worldwide, often people will look at a new development going in, and then once it's built, they'll complain about, how did that even get approved? There's no infrastructure here. It's mm. clogging up the roads, et cetera, et cetera, right? <laughs> yeah. So if people do have concerns about something like the above, what's the best way of voicing those concerns about anything local? And is there a point not to actually reporting any of it? Now, I'm going to use the police as a comparison. We often get complaints that, let's say, fictional street, Brown yeah. Street. Yeah. There's boy races down there. There's dealing. There's this, there's mm. that. Then we'll go down and have a look at what's actually been reported to us. Um, and when I was the community constable in Otahu, uh, exactly that pretty much. Um, mm. Check the number of jobs we had in the last four years, and it was two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they weren't very big incidences no. either. So um, what's the point in reporting it? And two, do people actually need to start making noise everybody sort of says oh if you know the the squeaky wheel a squeaky wheel gets the most oil yeah but do people actually need to start reporting it and say can i have a job number can i have this that type yeah. of stuff oh hell yeah yeah um reporting it is super important um and i mean if there is for instance like a development or something that's coming along yeah um yeah you will know about the resource consents will be coming up and that's public for everyone to see once it's going through um i think the other thing is is that most of these now developers for instance will have open days um and they'll you know any question that residents surrounding residents want to ask they will be there to answer as well eventually you'll probably find a local board member hanging around lurking and listening as well yeah um but with any kind of issue like it is so important to report it and if you don't feel like you got the response you wanted or the action was carried out in the way that you wanted it to, get hold of us and yep. then you give us your job number and then it's easier for our staff to find it in the system and actually, you know, raise that, um, from, you know, with red flags yeah, yeah, <laughs> as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, deal to it. Yeah. Um, and that's always key. And I mean, we also raise things. I raise it through report a problem online as well, through yep. the council thing. And every time I, I do get it, you know, Ventia or one of the contractors calling me to actually clear up any yeah. of the issues that I might have. And they I know that they do that with locals as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there is merit in that. Yeah. Yes. Complete merit. Amen, yeah. right. Okay, so some would say in the last 15 or 20 years, there's actually been a real breakdown in community spirit. Um, yeah. I've read different theories on it's actually it's because people... There's, uh, the church numbers are dwindling. Mm. It's because people are too busy with on social media or anything. It's because people actually live their sort of uh, community life through social media vicariously. There's a whole bunch of theories about it. Anyway, right. <laughs> yeah. But do you think, <laughs> uh, yeah, A, it's true, and B, how do we get it to improve? I mean, look, let's be honest, uh, we're kind of like-minded, but there's only so much that Victoria and Constable Brian can, can do. do. Yeah. Uh, we can stand and attend at all the community events we want, but that's no. not going to foster goodwill and blah, blah, blah. 100%. Yeah, so how do we get it to improve? Because I know that there will be people sort of 
um, going, oh, well, you know, if the council built a huge rec area, and that's one of the things we get as police officers quite a bit is, oh, the youth have got nowhere to go. Well, like you said, you were knocking on the doors of your mm. friends. I don't yeah. have anywhere to go either. It was called a rugby field. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so how do we how do we foster that sense of community? And that's a tough question, I know. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a valid question, and it is declining. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, like, do you know your neighbour? Yeah, like, I do. do. You, yeah. yeah, well, I do yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah. They're the loveliest people out. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people actually don't know who they're living next door to, who they're sharing their driveway with, and, yeah. and I think it starts there. Yeah. Because um, once you start knowing who's around you, you start building that community feeling, and everyone starts, you know, seeing each other and knowing each other. But it is true. A lot of people aren't exploring the way that we used to back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know whether it's just the times have changed and people are relying a lot more on technology social media i mean gaming online for instance with my 13 year old she's big on that with all her friends yeah whereas you know they're all meeting up on Fortnite. whereas back in the day we would have all been meeting at freiburg yeah 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 flooding um but that's those are just the changes um to kind of get people back into it I guess you have to give them that opportunity to meet and and I know it's not always you know, events aren't always the answer to things, no. but usually it is what breaks the ice. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, we had uh, food trucks out at Aiken Reserve a couple of weeks ago, and I have to admit, pretty much the whole of Torbay were there, <laughs> um, and you people recognised people, and they were approaching people and talking, and it's like, when would they have done that otherwise? Yeah. So I guess it's having that opportunity to be able to do so, and then it's also just encouraging them to talk to their neighbours as well um, yeah. I, that's, I mean those are real just simple things but I, I mean there's so much more you could do Yeah. but um, I'm going to put in a little bit of a plug here if you don't mind yeah, yeah knock yourself <laughs> out yeah. no, it's all good, yeah. so one thing um, I'm super super excited about is uh, we've got King Capisi um, hosting a basketball well, there you go. Look at event that, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Stanmore Bay yep. um, so there's going to be all sorts from skateboarding uh, basketball we might dabble in a bit of soccer um, cricket and all sorts of stuff in September so I think he's going to be going out to some of our local schools on the coast and nice. yeah pushing for y'all to come to the event so keep an eye out for King Capisi because he's going to be <laughs> dancing his way right, we're going <laughs> to stay in contact with oh, that because yeah, as an ex-South Auckland cop I'm down having my photo with Capisi um, that's all massive good massive youth yep. event so yeah sign up your teams yeah that's all good right so <laughs> thanks for the plug no no you're <laughs> More than welcome. Like anything like that is really good because I yeah. think that that's like you say that's the type of thing mm. that gets people involved uh, because there will be people listening going, King who, what's he do? Yeah, uh, you know, and it's like actually go and check him out because you might find that yeah this is what your kids are into and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all oh, good. It'll be all cool. Like, yeah, it'll be yeah. very cool. There yeah. you go. Right, our communities are a lot more diverse, and this kind of actually goes on of what we've spoken about than they've ever been in New Zealand. Right, you've got uh, yeah. well, you've got the girl from Kiribati and the boy yeah. from England here in the same car, right? <laughs> With that, though, comes a lot of xenophobia and a whole number of issues. If you put your board member hat in the glove box, so to speak, right? You're yeah. boom, done. All right. What do you think the best way that we can deal with those fears are? Because a lot of those fears are, let's be bluntly honest, they're irrational. Yeah. Um, they're based on prejudices that people just sort of it's a not even a stereotype it's just like oh that's horrific yeah yeah um yeah so 
And again, we've spoken about getting close or getting to know your neighbours. You don't have to live at your neighbours. <laughs> but the fact that you know your next door neighbour's name is Victoria. Hey, how are you going? <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, yeah. So how do we stop some of that stuff? Because there has been some of that in local board uh, politics recently, as well as um, mainstream politics, I'm going to say. Yeah. How, do, how do you think we stop that xenophobia? Is it by doing things like um, the King Capisi thing mm. in September? So people look at it and go... Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, you know, I support Moana Pacifica yes. uh, in the Super Rugby, right? Yes. And I have done since day one. I've been a member there. But oh, people so cool. people look at me, even the even the ladies in the Moana Pacifica officer, and go, you realise you're Palangi? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm the crazy Palangi yeah. from the coast. But, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think it's just by doing stuff like that that we break down the barriers? Because there does seem to be, like, and I say this as an ex-South Auckland cop, there does seem to be some huge xenophobia about certain groups and different races oh, and everything else yeah. yeah yeah so how do you think we break that down is it just by doing events and getting people involved and getting them to do stuff or or by them getting to know one another a bit better yeah well it is it is it's a it's all of that if yeah. anything um so like for us it's just a lot of our residents it's it's change right it's change from what they know and um new yeah. zealand is changing at such a fast rate and you know being kiribas growing up in a i'm going to say a predominantly a white yeah. area yeah, like, yeah. yeah that had its challenges yeah. and there was always that um you know people just assumed oh well you know she's probably living in poverty yeah yeah um, yeah and you know oh she probably can't afford that and it's like yeah the community raised me but, <laughs> yeah, but I, I never yeah. went without yeah um and so it's those stereotypes that i guess has not been ingrained but a lot of people it has been mm-hmm. um and it's just getting to know who they really are yeah um, like i think my mum for ages was saying she was the only pacifica person in torbay for as long as she could remember yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. then when another person came she was like oh my gosh a friend, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend. Yeah. Um, and so she was super excited about that and they've built their own little community and you know they she goes to crochet club at east coast bay's library and everything and yeah um, but it is. It's just getting to know who we are as people. We're not here to take what you have, yeah. which seems to be no, no, yeah, yeah, a common yeah. misconception. But it's, you know, we're just as friendly as your other dude yeah. that you're sitting next to. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's getting to know and understand who we are as people. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we might be, you know, big and muscly and, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I but hear. we're soft, you know, gentle people as well. Yeah. So, and we are community people, as I think people also forget, is a lot of our Pacifica people are community. Yeah. So we grow up with mass, like in our churches, um, yeah. with people from our own islands, and you do everything together. Yeah. And so we kind of try and bring that within, you know, everyone else's community because we want to share that as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it is, it's just knowing who we are understanding and it is just going to I mean Whangaparaua Library host during Cook Island Language Week dance classes weaving classes language classes and it's it's amazing yep. and like I never thought I'd ever see that like it did make me cry a couple of times but yep. it's it's awesome it's just embracing it I guess but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tricky one. And yeah, I hear you. Yeah, some my, people yeah. might not ever change, no. and that's fine. But um, I think you'll find a lot of the younger generation are just yep. super keen to know and learn. 
Right now, lucky last question for you. Okay. And this is the tricky one. Oh, right, okay. okay. So the day of reckoning's come for Victoria Short, and I'm guessing that's going to be at least 70 years away, so you're <laughs> all good, right? Given the fact you're only 24, right? So here we go, right? Uh, the eulogy is being um, <laughs> spoken about, right? Oh but God. here we go, wait for it. You're actually inside your casket, so but you can hear what people are saying about you, right? Oh, snap. Wait, yeah. what do you want them to say about Victoria Short? What do I want them to say, or yeah. what do I know? No, 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 no. What, what do you, what would you, what would you like them to hear? Okay. Uh, well, sorry. What, what, what would you, you like to hear, hear um, them say about Victoria Short? Uh, that she is funny. Yep. <laughs> that um, she was caring, and that she was always laughing and always being a noob. Um, at times, and yep. probably saying jokes when it's probably not an appropriate time to say a joke. Yep. Um, that she loves her girls very much, and her husband, and was like heavily reliant on her husband. Yep. Um, and that she was just one badass chick. There you go. Yeah, very <laughs> close. Yeah. Yeah. All good, right. So, if you want to... F- terrible, but oh well. No, no, it's good. That's good. And it's always honest. Like, when I talk to sports people, I always say to them, you know that they're going to show you in your absolute prime instead of the frail old person that you've become. And they're like, yeah, and it's just going to be yeah, horrific. Yeah. And well, there'll-, there'll even be some people at the service who look around and go, seriously, was Auntie Vel that when she was all that and then something? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I just know my kids will rip me to shreds, <laughs> but all good. <laughs> okay, so if, we, if you want to follow Victoria Short on social media... Uh, it's victoriashort.com on Facebook it's Victoria Short and then a dash and hibiscus and base local board and then Instagram it's victoriashort.ecb Victoria Short you have just survived the Cappuccino podcast well done because there's not many people that could speak for about an hour on local body politics being a politician and some of the crap that you have have to put up with and that's all of you Uh, so my piece of advice here is just be kind always to people uh, because of the fact that regardless of whether they're politicians, police officers, street sweepers, whatever, uh, they are human after all and they do go home to families and they are somebody's sons and daughter. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. But please do Constable Brian and I a favour and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Cappuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.